Big Ten champion Michigan Wolverines. College football playoff bound Michigan Wolverines. How does that sound? How would that have sounded in the realm of reality before the start of the season? But that's where we're at nonetheless. A season where nobody gave Michigan a chance to really finish over above 500. Yet, Michigan's going to the college football playoff, folks, after a dominating 42-3 win over the Iowa Hawkeyes at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis on Saturday night. This is Trevor Woods from SB Nation's Maize and Brew. And what a night. What a night for the Michigan Wolverines football team. A night in which the defense, the defense was just absolutely lights out. They were phenomenal. They've been phenomenal all year long. And that thread, that common thread continued against the Hawkeyes. Iowa had no answers for the Michigan defense or the Michigan pass rush for that matter. Iowa could not run the ball effectively, and that set up for a really long day for quarterback Spencer Petras, who is not mobile. Michigan only recorded one sack on the day. Aiden Hutchinson had that sack, but the pressure, the amount of pressure, the amount of times that Petras and then who relieved him in the game, Alex Padilla, the amount of times they were pressured was just nearly every play. Iowa's offensive line had their hands full. Hutchinson won Big Ten Championship game MVP, and rightfully so. Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz, after the game, he just said, there's not a heck of a lot you can do containing Michigan's pass rush of David Ajabo and Hutchinson and just all the other blitz angles that defensive coordinator Mike McDonald sent Iowa's way. But Michigan's offense, they did more than enough, too. And in the early going, it was the big plays for Michigan. First, there was a long Blake Corum touchdown run, a play where backup quarterback J.J. McCarthy was in, running side-by-side in stride with Corum, helping block, and Mike Sainer still a absolutely crucial and awesome block down the field, which led to the Corum touchdown on that 67-yard run. Then there was a halfback pass, a halfback pass by Donovan Edwards, which... Edwards, it was such a good throw that it looked like there was a quarterback out there. Edwards connected deep down the field. Michigan's longest pass of the game, a 75-yard touchdown. He hit Roman Wilson in stride. After the game, Jim Harbaugh said that they've been practicing this play for about seven weeks now. Harbaugh said that Edwards usually connects on the throw. So, (laughs) accurate quarterback, this running back Donovan Edwards is on top of his running prowess and pass catching abilities which is more ironic in this one as Iowa actually attempted a halfback pass as well and their halfback missed an open target in the end zone so one nothing Michigan in that regard but 14 to 3 Michigan it was after the first quarter a 0-0, nobody scored in the second quarter. For a while, Cade McNamara, Michigan's quarterback, he was 5 of 8 for 20 yards to start the game out with an interception. And at halftime, Michigan heads in the locker room 14-3. And Michigan was dominating at the half defensively. And you could see how the rest of the game was going to unfold. And... McNamara came out in the second half with some juice. 
he corrected the issues that were ailing him and he adjusted to the Iowa pass rush that was getting home in their own right in the first half and McNamara played really really well in the second half ended up finishing the day after I said he started 5 of 8 for 20 yards but finished the day 16 of 24 for 169 yards and one touchdown and that pick but threw a great ball to Eric All and then another great ball to Eric All a good one to Luke Schoonmaker McNamara made some quite impressive throws in the second half, so that was good to see. Michigan's rushing attack, this wasn't their day necessarily, but Hassan Haskins still 17 carries, 56 yards, a couple well-earned touchdowns. Uh, But the final score, 42-3. Absolutely impressive. Iowa in the red zone, they were just one of three. Michigan was four of four in the red zone, and... They scored touchdowns, and Michigan heading into this one, they were number two in the country, and this is the type of game that, it was a prove-it game, and they proved it and then some, now they're going to be heading to the college football playoff, and Michigan's Big Ten champions, Jim Harbaugh, he's probably going to be coach of the year, I would be quite surprised at this point if he wasn't, think about it, a year ago, two and four, now They still have a shot at a national championship, and the bottom line is nobody really wants to face this Michigan defense right now, and Michigan has one of the most physical offensive lines in all the country. So a good defense, an offense that can generate points, an offense that doesn't make many mistakes, an offense that doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, good leadership all around on the Michigan team. This is a team that, you know, they're right in the thick of things, and they have just as good of a chance at winning it all as anybody. I mean, look at what Georgia did against Alabama. They look quite vulnerable. Every team has strengths and weaknesses. The same can be said for Michigan, but got to like their chances heading into the college football playoff. A big narrative this week was, would Michigan have a hangover? A hangover after a absolutely electric, incredible, memorable, historic, monumental atmosphere at Michigan Stadium, a game where they beat the Buckeyes the first time in a long time, in a decade, the first time since Jim Harbaugh's been Michigan's head coach, a game where the fans stormed the field, snowfall, all the emotions you could ever think. Cade McNamara said after that Buckeyes win that it was the pinnacle of his career, Josh Ross called the atmosphere movie-like. And Jim Harbaugh, heading into this game against Iowa, said that they now know how to beat Ohio State. Ohio State, they felt, was the best team on their schedule. And Harbaugh alluded to the fact that as long as they continue to prepare the way they prepared leading up to Ohio State, that all's gravy, all's good. And that's what happened in this one. There was no hangover. The team was focused. The team stayed focused. The team didn't get all high and mighty this is a team that has tremendous leadership across the board look at Cade McNamara look at Brad Hawkins look at Aiden Hutchinson even look at youngsters like Blake Corum or even JJ McCarthy this team has a lot of character a lot of energy a lot of faces a lot of people that Michigan fans and national media for example have come to like. Michigan's becoming an increasingly hard team not to root for. And 
Jim Harbaugh compared this Michigan team to some of his best teams of old. He mentioned 2005-2006 San Diego Toreros, 2009-2010 Stanford teams with Andrew Luck, one of which won the Orange Bowl, 2011-2012-2013 San Francisco 49ers, who went to three consecutive NFC Championship games. Jim Harbaugh said that he doesn't love any team more than this one, but then he caught himself and reflected on some of his best teams of the past. And this is the best team Jim Harbaugh's had at Michigan. This team has done something that no other Michigan team has done during the era where there's a Big Ten championship game to be played. This is the first time they played in the game, the first time they won the game. And it goes without saying this is the best Michigan team Harbaugh has coached. And this is certainly the best offensive line Harbaugh's had since his days at the 49ers, the best defense Harbaugh's had since his time at the 49ers, the best locker room, the best leadership Harbaugh's had since his time at the 49ers, the best coaching staff Harbaugh's had since his time at the 49ers. And let's talk about the coaching staff for a moment and all the changes that he's had. And Mike McDonald, defense coordinator Mike McDonald, comes from the Ravens, their linebackers coach. And look at what he's been able to do this season. His scheme has been multiple on purpose. His scheme has tried to catch teams off guard on purpose. The scheme has just been multifaceted and always ready to adjust, adapt to the opponent at hand, trying to exploit weaknesses, trying to be unpredictable. And that same could be said during their Big Ten Championship game victory in which they just allowed three points offensively look at what running back coach Mike Hart has been able to do with that stable of running backs look at what Sharon Moore has brought to the offensive line and then Jim Harbaugh's only coach he's retained since year one his son Jay Harbaugh tight ends coach and special teams coach look at how good the special teams unit has been this year coming up clutch once again in this one a punt block by Cornelius Johnson this has been really good coaching really good leadership by the coaches they have to be doing something right you don't get this far in a season you don't get to the college football playoff without being a cohesive battery the coaching has a lot of say in how the players perform how they show up in big moments and yeah it boils down to execution on the field but it also boils down to what happens in that film room It boils down to the energy in that locker room, on the practice field, and in Shem Beckler Hall. Just people passing one another and saying hello. There's a lot of faces involved. A lot of hearts and souls and different personalities involved. The best teams find a common goal, a common purpose. They come together as one. And... This Michigan team, they genuinely all like each other and root for each other and pick one another up, lift one another up. And it all starts at the top, folks. Jim Harbaugh's had a lot of criticism, nobody more than him, (laughs) the past few years especially, and especially after a 2-4 season in 2020 where he took a hefty pay cut. And he stuck around and let ego get in the way. He just bet on himself, bet on his ability to turn this program around in short order with the decisions in which he made, internally and externally. And our good friend Anthony Broom, who now works at the Wolverine, he posted a tweet 
of Harbaugh hoisting that Big Ten championship silver metallic football, and he said that we're in the twilight zone. And Anthony is correct, but it's when the twilight zone, one of them rare episodes where there's actually a good ending. Ohio State, no, it, it wasn't them. It wasn't them hoisting the trophy. It wasn't them playing for a Big Ten championship. It wasn't the Buckeyes winning the Big Ten East. It was them Michigan Wolverines. It was a team in maize and blue. It wasn't a team in scarlet and gray. Not this time around. Not in the year of 2021. And, uh, you know, let's rewind a bit to 2015. This is where all the hopes and desires of the fan base, this is what they believed in. This is what they believed Jim Harbaugh could do. And that faith wavered a little bit. But, uh, it's here. The, re- the reality is finally set in. Michigan's heading to the college football playoff, and that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Of course, Michigan wants to keep winning. They would like to win two more games, but man, I mean, think about all the colleges that, that are in existence, that have hopes and desires, and think about all the colleges and programs who all their dreams are not intact anymore. There's only four four to be exact, that have their biggest goals still in front of them. Michigan is one of those four teams. Think about what this team has accomplished this season. Think about the trials and tribulations along the way. There were times where the season was in doubt in terms of where they are today. A close game against Rutgers. A game that they ended up whooping Wisconsin in Madison, where Michigan, a lot of people doubted they'd be able to win that. A game at Nebraska that went down to the wire. A unfortunate loss, a 37-33 loss to Michigan State, where everybody did write Michigan's obituary after that loss. Everybody thought Michigan was done. Everybody didn't think Michigan could recover, and uh, they recovered in short order. Then a Hard-fought game on the road in Happy Valley against Penn State where the defense had to come up clutch in the end. Cade McNamara had to come up clutch in the end. And Hassan Haskins had a phenomenal performance. There were games where it defined this Michigan team heading into that Ohio State game where they were battle-tested. And boy, were they sure battle-tested after that Ohio State game. And then they came out of the Big Ten Championship game and just thoroughly dominated an Iowa team that has one of the best defenses in college football. Of course, they have one of the worst offenses in college football, and they have one of the best special teams in all of college football. So what they were able to do against Iowa, a good team. Iowa is a good team, and I don't think anybody saw 42-3 coming in this one, except maybe some of the people in that Michigan locker room. Michigan was up 21-3 to heading into the fourth quarter, and you think, okay, they're just going to take the foot off the gas a little bit and just run the ball, try to get three yards a pop, and run the clock out. Well, Michigan did good running the clock out. I mean, time of possession matters, but so does scoring points, and style points certainly matter in the realm of the college football playoff world, Michigan scored 21 points in that fourth quarter and just added insult to injury for the Hawkeyes. 
rub salt in the wound, but uh, too bad for Iowa. And head coach Kirk Ferentz, he took took it on the chin, gave Michigan all the credit in the world, and congratulated Michigan and just said how great they are. So a tip of the cat to Kirk Ferentz for always being a good sport in victory and defeat. But it was Michigan's day, Michigan's night, and it's been Michigan's season. They'll be representing the Big Ten in that playoff. And now we're in exciting territory. Now there's a few weeks where Michigan can prepare and reflect on the good and the bad of this season. And, of course, there's been an incredible amount of good. And Michigan's not a perfect team, and they have some things they need to clean up heading into the college football playoff. But the good news is there's a few weeks to where they can heal up mentally and physically and attack the task at hand. Michigan knows what it takes to win in a high clip. And whatever they're doing, keep doing it. (laughs) So let's see if these Wolverines can turn an already special season into a downright magical one. Exciting, ain't it? Well, hey. Love talking to all you folks. You can follow me, Trevor Woods, on Twitter at Woods Football. Follow us on Twitter at Mason Brew. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and pretty much wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we have some more football to talk about. This is going to be a real fun month of December. Uh, we're going to be able to reflect ourselves, fans and writers alike, on all the fun stuff that happened this season. You know, there's just been so many good memories made and friends made along the way. And there's a lot to look forward to ahead. There's a college football playoff game, and the Wolverines are going to be in it on New Year's Eve. So get your New Year's Eve plans ready, folks, and uh, hopefully they involve some Michigan football. So once again, Trevor Woods for Mesa Brew. We'll talk to you soon.